Fellas and Sheilas, welcome back to Vault Supreme Synth VGM Dreamstream Machine Podcast. The podcast that plays the synthiest video game music in all the universe. Well, we are finally back with Season 2, and wow, hasn't a lot changed since the end of Season 1. Uh, a lot has happened around the world, but also a lot has happened for me personally. A lot has changed. The biggest thing has obviously been the birth of my third daughter, which has been absolutely fantastic. She's now around four months, uh, as I record this episode, and everything's been going really great, thanks to my amazing wife, but it does mean that life gets flipped upside down and a lot of things need rearranging. Uh, as well as that, my engineering work has really increased, so that means a lot less time for creative stuff like podcasts, uh, writing soundtracks for other people, that kind of thing. I'll still be doing that, but yeah, my time is very limited. So this season is going to be a lot different. Firstly, episodes are going to be monthly rather than weekly. I know that's a big change, uh, but I might do the odd bonus episode here and there. We'll just have to see how things go. Um, one thing I did really want to focus on this season was a lesser known but very talented video game composers. I have met so many amazing video game composers and just creative folk in general who are fellow fans of other VGM podcasts. But I'll be honest here, to my disappointment, I think I can fairly say that none of the podcasts I regularly listen to have ever really taken the time to share some of the amazing music that their listeners make. Now, I'm not saying that that's something that they should do, but I think it's a missed opportunity. So, I want to have at least a few of those composers uh, that I'm thinking of on the show this year. We'll showcase some of their video game music and also we're going to balance out the episodes with other VGM by playing uh, some of these composers' favorite video game tunes or some or other video game tunes relevant to the theme of the episode. So that's, you know, that's a very rough outline of season two, but... Um, I'm also working on another monthly podcast, which will be very different. It's called The Crispy Kraken. It's loosely based on one of my favorite video game series of all time, Monkey Island. And just like Guybrush Threepwood, our very unpiraty protagonist, Vaults, wants to become a pirate and will need to prove himself in many different ways every episode. It's going to be a very audio drama heavy uh, podcast with stories and characters and lots of production like similar to some of the episodes I've done particularly the space episodes Um, so we're going to head more in that direction for the pirate podcast it's going to be a lot of fun and good excuse to play a whole lot of pirate music from games films and just pirate tunes in general I'll also be writing a whole lot of original music for the show which I'll be making available to game developers and filmmakers as royalty free music packs. So stay tuned for my brand new podcast The Crispy Kraken. Hopefully first episode will drop February. That is the plan but my goodness who knows. (laughs) But also at the end of last year after wrapping up season one I 
managed to release two soundtracks. So one of them was for a short indie sci-fi film called Jumping at Shadows 2. That was really fun working with some really talented, young and up and coming Australian filmmakers, the Barreto brothers, really fun stuff with aliens, UFOs, FBI agents, all that classic stuff you need in a quality sci-fi drama. So that was, that was great. But a few days before releasing Jumping at Shadows 2, I released the soundtrack to Adam's Ascending, which is the focus of today's episode. Yes, thank you. Thank you. All right. Um, look, I'm going to start off the episode solo, but Nick DiPaolo, the developer of Adam's Ascending, will be joining us a bit later. So I'm very excited about that. Uh, I think with a really long intro like this, we need to get into some more music right now. So what you heard opening up the episode was Adam's Sentenza, uh, some music from a cutscene in Adam's Ascending. And in the background right now is one of my favorite songs from the soundtrack but a little too long to be one of the featured songs. It is Lunar Mining. Okay, so for the first official track of the episode, this is the main menu music you hear when you start the game. This is The Calling from Adam's Ascending. Enjoy.
All right, so that was The Calling from Adam's Ascending, the main menu music. It starts off pretty slow and subtle, and I imagine that most players would probably just hit the start button and get going. But, you know, if you wait long enough, it does build into something quite big. And I kind of, I like that idea of, it's almost like a secret track. You hear it, you move on. Rarely people actually stop and listen to a whole track, so... I don't know. I'd be interested to find out how many people actually hear that song in the game. But yeah, I'm also hesitant to compliment my music too much, but I I liked how that turned out. It was a little bit tricky to mix, but I'm mostly happy with that track. And I think it's got that pretty big cinematic sound that I haven't really done much of at all. So yeah, it was nice to achieve that. Well, like I said in the intro, I really want to try and balance out these episodes so it's not all just focused on the one soundtrack. So I'll be playing a few tracks that represent the music that really inspired me while working on this soundtrack. Um, I'll let Nick describe the game later on, but Adam's Ascending has a very strong spiritual or supernatural theme probably leaning more towards the religious supernatural rather than wizards and elves and stuff like that. So from the very start, I wanted to musically represent that spiritual theme through the use of voices. So the voice, and in particular the female voice, plays a very big role in this soundtrack's instrumentation. And now, if we focus in a little bit more and define that a bit narrower, there was a certain type of voice I had in mind right from the start. I used lots of choir, but I was really soaking up a lot of Masashi Hamazu's Final Fantasy 13 soundtrack before starting this project uh, a few years ago now. And his tracks with vocalist Mina Sakai are no doubt a huge influence on this soundtrack. Surprise, surprise, Masashi Hamazu is one of my influences but I would listen to her songs and I just knew Adam's Ascending would benefit from something similar so let's listen to the track this is The Vestige by Masashi Hamazu with vocals by Mina Sakai and it's from Final Fantasy 13 enjoy
Wow, that's amazing. Masashi Himazu is literally the best. And his collaborations with Mina Sakai are just a match made in heaven, in my opinion. So, yeah, I really love that. Very atmospheric. And those vocals just sound so surreal to me. I know there's a little bit of uh, effects and processing going on there, but... Also, Masashi Hamazu's synth and orchestra hybrid was something I really took notice of and might have applied a little bit to um, in the making of Adam's Ascending soundtrack. Um, yeah, just to have enough synth in the mix, it really keeps things sounding very futuristic and cyberpunk, in my opinion, talking about the Final Fantasy 13 soundtrack. And now I just wanted to play one more vocal track from Final Fantasy Thirteen. This is actually sung by Hamazu's wife, Matsue Hamazu, if I'm saying that right. Now, from memory, I believe they both met while working on Final Fantasy VII. Hamazu was not only a, a synth programmer for Final Fantasy VII, but he also was a tenor vocalist on the famous track One Winged Angel. And I believe his wife may have been one of the other singers and that's how they met. So that's really cool. And this is a beautiful and kind of heart-wrenching track. It's a bit slow, but I don't know. I don't mind the slow tracks. This has got a real kind of weight to it and I really love it. This is Dust to Dust from Final Fantasy XIII. Please enjoy. Thank you. 
it's so good. And if you know the soundtrack, you'll hear the clever way he blends in some of those main themes into that track. Really nice, and again, a brilliant hybrid of synth and orchestra. I don't know about you, but I don't actually naturally think of that as a synth track, but there's so much synth in that. It all just blends together so perfectly, almost like this kind of synth orchestra. And, oh yeah, I, I did a little check. Um, Masashi Mazu and his wife did both perform on One Wicked Angel, but they'd actually met earlier at university. So a little correction there. So I think some people who are familiar with the Adam's Ascending soundtrack will be able to hear um, some of these inspirations I've taken from this soundtrack in particular and Masashi Hamazu in general. But I'd be interested to hear what uh, Nick DiPaolo, the developer, thinks about some of these tracks once he listens back to the episode. So, alright, let's get on with another Adam's Ascending track. This next track is one of the earliest songs I did for the game. And at the time I wrote it, it was for a section of the game where you would be in this camping scene. And as you progressed, you were waiting for your dad to join you. The level kind of crescendos at this moment where you realize something is seriously wrong. And then the whole camping scene just kind of breaks down or collapses. And you realize that the campsite you're in is actually some kind of virtual reality experience. And this would then lead very soon to the moment where Adam, as a child, loses his dad. So there's a little bit of an emotional build there, but the story eventually changed and that scene was repurposed. But the music uh, that I originally wrote remained the same. So starting off, we were fairly ambitious and I really wanted to do lots of dynamic music and experiment with that. So the first few tracks I did were all written with multiple layers that would be triggered by in-game events, but it soon it soon became pretty obvious that Nick, working on this already ambitious game, wasn't really going to have time to implement some of these ideas. So I moved back to traditional songs later, uh, but this is the music uh, to the track Camping Memories and it's an arrangement that contains all those different layers that I originally wrote and also listen out for the synth bird. <laughs> I have a track which is actual birds and then I've recorded just one layer that is me making bird sounds with a synth. So alright, this is Camping Memories from Adam's Ascending. Enjoy.
so what you heard there was basically my second attempt at the camping music. I started off by making something uh, way too relaxed and it just lacked the suspense that was needed to, uh, for the story. I think I wanted to capture the visual experience and the relaxingness of camping. Um, but one of the ideas I had um, going back to the whole dynamic idea was inspired by one of the objects Nick had placed in the scene. It was this old 70s or 80s muscle car that was supposed to belong to the dad. And I really wanted one of the dynamic layers to be a complete 80s style synth pop song that would be playing from this car, completely in sync with the music uh, so that you could just come in and <laughs> all the music would change to this 80s track. Um, so what you'll hear next is that track from the car and um, actually what happened, I wrote what's playing now and then the 80s track to go over the top of it and sent both to Nick and he responded that he really liked the melody from the car song and wondered if I could base the main camping track off that. And it also became the main theme of the whole soundtrack. So funny enough, a song that I really wrote quite quickly with not much seriousness, it ended up inspiring the whole soundtrack. And, you know, sometimes that's just the case. So this is, it's a bit of fun, and I wanted to... Um, I wanted it to kind of sound like an actual pop song with singing. And I really had a lot of fun with the auto portamento on this really quite old Reason voice patch that I use. Without going into too much detail, the patch consists of a number of different samples that are assigned to specific notes. And when you use the auto portamento, rather than sliding up or down into a new sample, it just bends your previous sample up or down to your next note. And each sample sounds quite different when the pitch is manipulated, which makes it quite expressive. So this is the music from the car in the camping level. Um, this is Dad's Tape Deck from Adam's Ascending. Enjoy.
that was a little bit of fun. And you can hear that music playing from the car in the current early access version of Adam's Ascending. So, yeah, I don't think I've mentioned this yet, but there are three main musical elements that I wanted to have in the soundtrack that represent different themes or aspects of the game. The first, which I've spoken about, was the voice, the female voice in particular. I wanted the voice to represent the spiritual element of the game. Uh, And then I obviously wanted to use lots of synths to represent the sci-fi and futuristic elements. Then thirdly, I used tune percussion, specifically glass and metal instruments quite a bit. And these were to represent these organic but mysterious supernatural rock elements that harness mystical powers. So that's just a an element of the story, these these rocks that are discovered and you're kind of looking for them to harness their power. So this next track is probably the first song I wrote with these tuned percussion sounds. It has two parts. First it starts just after you've transported through some portal and crash landed on this beach and as you look around and start to explore you realize you're on an island. Right in the center of the island is this great ominous mountain looking structure that kind of floats over itself it looks really interesting and this mountain structure has uh, something to do with this these powerful elements that you've been discovering so with this track i really tried to capture a mysterious and slightly ominous vibe the feeling of anticipation as you're just kind of starting your journey on this strange island and I used some big drum sounds and synth percussion to try and represent the both the crush landing and the great size of this mountain and kind of the power that's coming out of it visually. Um, it probably doesn't make much sense me talking about it, but here we go. This track is The Pull of the Mountain. Enjoy.
there you go. The pull of the mountain. So let's go to some more inspirations. I remember during the early stages of making this soundtrack, uh, when I was in need of some inspiration, Cliff Martinez was one of my go-to guys. Now, funny thing about Cliff Martinez, a little bit of history, he was actually uh, one of the original drummers of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Technically, Jack Irons was the founding drummer, but Martinez was on the first few recordings and albums. And if you know anything about the Red Hot Chili Peppers, during the 80s, they were pretty reckless and had some seriously destructive drug habits that literally ended up with uh, their guitarist, Hillel Slovak, um, overdosing and dying. Before this, Cliff Martinez had already left the band and decided he never wanted to be part of a famous band again. Um, also, before Red Hot Chili Peppers, he was the drummer for Captain Beefheart on his final album, Ice Cream for Crow. It's got some really interesting drumming on it, if you want to check it out. I'll put some in the background. Anyway, after that, he started moving uh, more into making film music. And as someone who admits to lacking certain classical compositional skills, he really makes up for it with the way he can use sounds to conjure up all kinds of emotions. He's certainly one of my favourite or most inspiring modern film composers. No doubt you would have seen a number of his films and the way he uses sound can be really quite intense. Uh, So I listened to a number of his soundtracks as inspiration when I really just needed to be reminded to be more experimental and come up with some cool synth sounds. So he mostly does film music, but he did do the soundtrack for Far Cry 4. And now I want to play two songs from that. The first one is much more on the melodic side and has similar tune percussion sounds to that which I used. And yeah, this is just a really nice track from Far Cry 4. It's Unfamiliar Paths by Cliff Martinez. Thank you. 
Yeah, it's just really nice. There's no doubt that even though Cliff Martinez is heavily uh, towards the atmospheric end of the composer spectrum, he really can write an effective and emotional melody when he needs to. Uh, but up next is something a bit more intense, and this is a good example of how he uses synth sounds to really drive the emotions. And this is something I I did a little bit in the Adams Ascending soundtrack. So I also really love the choppy synth sound he uses. You can hear that I, uh, I came up with a, a similar kind of sound myself, which was definitely I definitely took from this next song. Uh, it pops up in a few songs on Adams Ascending. So this next track is Every Road and Exit from Far Cry 4 by Cliff Martinez. Enjoy. So you can hear that with a song like that, there is no melody. It's just one note, really. It's just one note. And the synth and the percussion and the way uh, Cliff Martinez manipulates it all, it's, it's still very effective for creating a real serious sense of suspense and danger. You can't get away with one note songs for every situation. But um, yeah, I think... It's a good reminder that sometimes you can keep it very simple and still achieve what you want. So, okay, well, let's play one more song and then bring Nick DiPaolo on to join us. So, another similar vibe to... Another, another Adam's Ascending track that's a similar vibe to Far Cry 4. This is from a boss battle where you're taking on this massive Sherman tank. I really tried to achieve something that represented the frantic nature of the battle, but also the slow heaviness of this powerful tank. 
So you can judge whether or not I was effective, but it's probably the most traditional VGM style track in the game. So we'll play this and then we'll get my good friend Nick DiPaolo to join us. So, all right, this is the Ghost in the Tank from Adam's Ascending. So there you go, the ghost in the tank from Adam's Ascending. But now let's bring our guest on for the episode. All right, ladies and gentlemen, all the way from sunny Seattle, he's the indie video game developer behind Adam's Ascending. Everyone give it up for my good friend, Nick DiPaolo. Nick, <laughs> welcome, <laughs> welcome to Volsifrim Synth VGM Dreamstream Machine Podcast. Um, uh, this has been long overdue, but I'm very excited to have you on the show for our very first official season two, episode one for 2021. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I am in the dream world right now. This is amazing. So I appreciate you letting me uh, comb around the brain here and the soul and wander around in here for a little bit. So thank you. It's an honor. It's my pleasure. And Literally, you are in the dream world because what time is it over there? <laughs> it's about uh, midnight now. I'm almost going to the next day. So ah, I don't know if this is a dream or reality, but it feels good, man. So we're letting it ride. We're letting it ride. Yeah, this is it's just the way it happens. Um, <laughs> all right. So I would love to know, just for the uh, listeners who don't really know you, who is Nick DiPaolo? How would you describe yourself in a nutshell? In a nutshell, I am a human. 
that's it. That's how, no, I'm just sorry. Uh, <laughs> I would say super creative, uh, individual. I love just seeing the creative side of things, always trying to inspire people. Um, even in a horrible time in life, I'll always have a smile on my face somehow. Uh, I'm always positive that annoys people, but I don't care because I'm happy. Uh, and then, um, just always wanting to encourage people through creating content. That's like my drive every day. Uh, and yeah, that's, I guess the nutshell human version. I'm going to give you the alien dream version. That's much longer. So I'll just keep it short like that. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's that's great. Um, so, how long how long have you been working on Adams Ascending for? Uh, I, I think since two thousand fifteen. Um, so about five over five years, I would say. Now it's kind of like winding down slash trying to do updates when I have time. Um, but yeah, it's been an amazing classroom, I would call it. So yeah, five five tough and happy and extremely stressful and joyful years of life which is crazy i'm i'm turning 34 i don't even know how old i am honestly i think i'm turning 35 yeah i'm turning 35 uh this month so that means i started it when i was like 29 30 which is crazy to think i was like a 29 year old like i got this idea so yeah long fun time it's insane yeah half a decade yeah, wow. And I've listened to you talk on other podcasts and you've basically described you've between starting and where you are now, you've got married, you've moved across the country, you've had multiple children, um, <laughs> new jobs and everything. Oh, that's that's it's insane. It's crazy. Yeah. It's uh been Yes. Yes. California to Seattle in that time span, getting married, uh, two-year-old daughter now, and then now uh, two twins, not two sets of twins. Oh God, no. Um, but two <laughs> twin, twin, twin girls that are almost a year old uh, since then and many other things. So um, excited for what's next. It's going to be bigger, better, uh, and uh, more satisfying for the world for sure. Excellent. Well, I I remember the first time I came across you, I think it was through Instagram. Um, you know, I was just looking for indie developers and I, I loved all the stuff that you were posting. But at the time I started following you, was it was before your first child was born. And, mm. <laughs> and I remember before I, you know, knew you as well as I do now, I remember thinking this guy has no idea like he's he thinks he's going to be able to create this game after he's had his first child he just has no idea what's coming at him and i mean you can you can describe how you managed to how you managed to get through what you did but i was you know i was corrected by the way you managed to basically keep going and you know have a child family man and making this game while having a full-time job pretty incredible and honestly very very inspiring that's that's one of the things that you like and you want to do you want to inspire people and i think you genuinely do that 
yeah um that means the world that you bring that up you know i think you highlighted um something that struck hard with me where i think that's the mindset sometimes you got to have um moving forward and and dreams or visions that you might want to do it's just got to be crazy sometimes and and (laughs) even if it makes no sense like i you know I, I probably had family members as well as you and others that were just like, well, this is happening. You're about to have a kid. Everything's going to change. And this thing you think you could do, which I knew it was going to be more difficult. But yeah, I think when you go after something, the key is to just know how bad you want it. And I think there must have been a five to six year drive in me when I started to be like, this is how bad I want it. I don't care how long it takes. I don't care what I have to go through. I'm going to keep going. I'll figure out time. I'll figure out uh, a process. And no matter what the product is today with Adam's Ascending and the indie game, I'm really... I could look back and say it's an extreme success to say, hey, I started and I got at least to this marker that I wanted to get now. So, um, yeah, so I appreciate you sharing that. that. That makes me feel good inside. It's like, man, this guy's crazy. And I was like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> so it's, uh, um, yeah, and it's crazy to think, like, I think, yeah, I came across your music through Unity's forums or asset store and trying to just find some music to kind of inspire me and and then we kind of crossed paths that way and and uh it's pretty nuts to think yeah like before all the kids before anything you were there man and from the beginning so thank you yeah well yeah Got someone <laughs> don't worry rattling at the door <laughs> i have I a daughter I crying on your side yeah yeah <laughs> i was like i don't know if he heard that oh man that's hilarious no, this is uh, good anyway we'll, we'll come back <laughs> yeah so i'm i'm in a, a similar situation to you obviously not trying to complete a game which is much much greater task than trying to just do a soundtrack but um yeah i've got i've got three daughters as well and I, I think any any parent knows how much of a struggle it is to do anything outside of parenting and just general work in general. So, look, I I don't know your situation. I don't know how well you do family and stuff like that. But from my limited view, um, I I think you're doing a great job. So congratulations. I appreciate it, man. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely been, you know, a, a balance of, like I tell everybody, it's like, you just have to find that time. It's like right now it's midnight, you know, uh, on my end. It's like, well, let's do the podcast, you know, it's like, uh, and some things come up here and there, but you always, again, how bad do you want to do a podcast? How bad do you want to build a game or make music or you know like you'll find it it's it's burning inside of you so um but yeah i I agree i think whether it's family or you're doing career or work or just friendships and relationships especially in the midst of covid trying to keep things together and whatever people are trying to do it's it's i think it's key to have a balance and um you know my support is huge my wife's been huge support in the process and um and I've learned a lot about being a husband and yeah, a game developer too, but there's a lot of things you learn about balance when you're trying to um, juggle multiple things and you figure out what's the most important and what lasts and what doesn't. So you kind of have to find that middle ground. 
Um, but yeah, it's a journey and I love it. The journey's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, certainly. Well, we better get to some songs. So you've picked out a few songs from the soundtrack and you've also picked out a few um, non-Adams Ascending songs that have inspired you. But let's let's kick things off uh, with your first choice, which is Destiny. And this was originally composed by Annie Matevos. I think we, we had a conversation and how we how are we supposed to pronounce his last name? But I think it's Annie Matevos. Um, but yeah, this is this is her song that she gave to us. All her vocals and she wrote all the musical parts. So let's give it a listen and then we'll, we can come back and talk about that. Awesome. Hey, this is Anima Tevos. You're listening to Vault Supreme Synth VGM Dreamstream Machine Podcast. And you're about to listen to Destiny. It's a song I wrote for Adam's Ascending. I hope you enjoy. Don't get 
ladies and gentlemen, that was Destiny, written by Annie Matevos. And my goodness, what a what a beautiful voice. How did I I I didn't know about Annie until Nick. Um, one day I got an Instagram message, and Nick said, "I think I've found the voice of Adams ascending," and he <laughs> he shared with me a video of Annie singing, and I I looked at it and my goodness it was it was amazing a lot of her stuff is absolutely amazing so it was an absolute pleasure to have her be part of our soundtrack yeah um i think i'm i think uh, you know i'm a huge hideo kojima fan um and i think i i was looking i think she does like hashtags sometimes like Kojima maybe or Death Stranding and I think there were some like Death Stranding trailers that were out there and I think she did a cover for one I think um, uh, yeah I actually watched um, today I actually watched the her Snake Eater cover which was wow amazing <laughs> I gotta she, check she that just out completely completely raw no reverb wow. <laughs> I mean I put a lot of reverb on her voice but she doesn't really need it she um she did that completely raw and it just sounds amazing she got such a great voice yeah and i i think i was just like in that death stranding game music vibe and i came across her track one of her tracks um and i was just like dude this girl is like no pun intended but is destined for her like uh (laughs) her destiny is calling her to do this like every day for people in a a larger scale and and honestly my heart was more in the place of like i need to find an amazing person like this to continue to work with because i just want to be part of this like epic growth that this person's going to eventually have and just to say i was part of that um would be an honor uh but yeah I, i think i've reached from one of her songs and then just you know sometimes I'm just spontaneous and I was just like oh let me send her a message and I was like oh let's see if she's even interested in doing something for this like horrible probably looking indie game that people think is garbage you know like let me see if she would be interested in chatting or working in the future and it kind of just like one thing led to another and and you know she's honestly literally the type of person that's the easiest individual to speak with and um just like super friendly and totally understands ideas so it was um it was just great to work with her and um if anybody has social media please look her up on instagram and follow her and give her the support she needs to continue to elevate and grow because she's got it and i could feel it as soon as i heard it the first one of her songs and videos is like oh and i know i'm going on and on but it was it was like breathtaking it really was like natural just okay you're born to do this don't stop you know it was one of those things so uh yeah it was it was great hopefully i answered your question (laughs) yeah no exactly i know exactly what you mean um i played earlier i played some um Final Fantasy 13 songs that really <laughs> inspired me when making this soundtrack and I'll play just one of those tracks later on but um, the composer Masashi Hamazu uh, worked with a vocalist Mina Sakai and I think I think yeah I'm pretty sure they started at Final Fantasy 13 um. and I think um, Annie really reminds me of that kind of 
uh, Mina Sakai person. So mm. Masashi Himazu, he he started working with her and he continues to work with her through the rest of his career up until now. They're making music that's not video game related and she's featured on pretty much most of his soundtracks. And I just think, yeah, Annie's one of those people who she's got such talent that you know, you, it's the kind of person you want to have on so many soundtracks. You know, maybe we might have the pleasure of doing that, but if not us, someone else definitely needs to definitely needs to get her on as many soundtracks as possible because her voice is amazing. It will be us because honestly, right before you brought this up, I was totally in the mindset of saying, like, my goal from the beginning was kind of like, I want to build the Avengers of creative inspiration or something you know and 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 i think um she's one of those talents that i would hope uh, and i'd pray uh that she would want to continue to work obviously as budgets grow and things you can really lean into things really hard and great uh with bringing her on board but um i as soon as i heard her stuff that was one of the things like this is the type of person i would love to work with on my creative stuff and projects whether film games whatever gets made podcasts like want her in everything i I want it to be volt i want it to be annie i want i want it to be like us three and whoever continues to grow on top and just like this group of individuals that just make this amazing stuff together and i think there's an advantage to that because it's you get to know each other you get to know okay this person's this fast this person's this slow this person works with this way and then you you kind of you are you know pieces the power rangers megazord you know one person's an arm one person's (laughs) one person's a leg one person's a chest piece you know like and it all comes together and you're like you know so it's lightning bolts from the sky yeah like destroying giant (laughs) creatures yes that's what life's about we go out there just destroy the negative garbage out there with the positive lightning bolts of creativity and and synth and and her angelic voice and if she's listening to this, I want to say your voice is like, man, if, if God could create, okay, what what should be the definition and the sound of what vocals should sound like? Uh, okay, it should be like this. Um, so it's uh, it's amazing to, to have that. And I, that's a great Final Fantasy re- reference, bringing that up, because that's what I would love to do with um, things as we move all forward together, hopefully. So it's... Uh, Love it. I want to be 80 years yeah. old be like, yeah, we met on this thing called Instagram. Dad, Granny, what's Instagram? You know, like... Oh, uh, remember uh, when you used to have to pick up a device to communicate with people across the world? Now yeah, you just scratch your eyeballs and all of a sudden all the pictures come up on the screen. In front of you. Like, why? You had to carry a battery and you had to recharge it? What? <laughs> what? You guys were lame. What? You had to move. You had to walk. Get out of here. It's like, oh man, times were tough it, for us. No, it's, and uh, that'll be us on, um, was it Wally? You remember the movie yeah, Wally, and they're yeah. up in that spaceship cruising. <laughs> they're all massive, sitting on the yeah. little like hover chairs, like oh, oh. <laughs> wheeling around with their sodas. It's great, man. We making, yeah, making geniuses, flopping <laughs> <laughs> around on hovercrafts. There'll be a, a wall of like the generations before us, so like oh, just like from like skinny to like just wall verses and, and, and chairs <laughs> playing some tunes. That'd be great. That's awesome. Give me a good giggle, man. Thank you. 
<laughs> oh, Alright, so well let's get to another song. Um, before we get to this next song, uh, so the next track is you've chosen is called Memory Extraction. We didn't really talk a lot about the actual game Adams is sending. <laughs> but um, maybe you could talk about this whole memory extraction idea and how that fits into the the uh, greater story of Adam's Ascending. Yeah, uh, Memory Extraction is a track that gets planted somewhere in Adam's Ascending, uh, which is an indie game I've been making, uh, as we talked about, for the past five years. Uh, it's actually available on Steam right now in early access. Go pick it up! Uh, yeah! Um, yeah, and it's, it's part of... What the, it's, the title's a hint of what the game's a little bit about. It's about, you know, fractions of this um, mission that you're on and trying to piece things together or finding out what has your your interstellar explorer looking for your father, um, long-lost father, and it's about putting the pieces together uh, to find out where he is and and who you are and and how to get back home um so it's a cool little journey i call it out i call it episode one currently um but that's where this track goes into so as you as if as you're listening to it uh, if you can you know i would say you know think of big white room with uh, holograms hovering around you and you're trying to explore and get through this uh, puzzle maze of of uh, images that are stuck in your brain that's where this track would go in in the world of Adam's Ascending um, that's hopefully yeah. I gave a little highlight but yeah check it out on Steam if you want more details bam definitely alright so this next track is Memory Extraction and basically this version has the the song playing underneath and at two points near the end you've got two sounds which fade in fade out the next one fades in fades out and they represent basically the the dynamic sound that should come up as you move towards two options in this level and you've basically got a red option and a blue option and you've got this really interesting and creepy kind of voice that comes up and kind of tells you to make your decision and it's it's probably one of my favorite parts of the game but you don't really know what decision you're making but you just have to choose it and nick i couldn't help but think of the matrix and taking the the is it the blue pill and the red pill yeah i believe so it's uh i guess it's their subconscious i didn't even realize that until you're bringing this up now so it's uh but it is, in the sense, in within the game, yeah, that type of vibe where it's, it's like, hey, this is the bad choice, this is the good choice. Uh, but you know, it's it's pretty crazy. I wanted to tap into some dynamics of internal struggles because to the uh, to the player, they might be like, wait, am I making a huge decision? Am I not making a decision? Is this real? Is I'm gonna go in the wrong direction? And you know, that's life sometimes. You're not gonna know all the answers, but that was that's kind of the vibe of the game with memory extraction. It's just like, go. Just like, go where your mind wants to take you and, and follow it and you'll get where you need to go. So, um, but yeah, that's a great um, bring up there with Matrix. The Matrix. <laughs> All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is Memory Extraction. Enjoy. Bye. 
Alright, so ladies and gentlemen, that was Memory Extraction. I think, um, one of the things I did on that song, the whole idea of a memory, a memory is very kind of, it's very kind of hazy. You have a memory, but the harder you're trying to think about it, the less clear it becomes in your mind. And I definitely, there's a few little, uh, I think I basically started from Disaster Piece Inspirations, who has really kind of relaxing kind of music. And then I brought in some sounds pretty much using a, a delay effect or an echo effect. And rather than having the sound play and then the echo, I just got rid of the sound altogether. And it was 100% echo. Wow. Which which is, yeah, I hadn't thought about that until now, but <laughs> that's what I did. It kind of is relevant to the to the theme, but it does it does create a real kind of, I don't know, a dreamy, fuzzy kind of sound, I thought. Anyway, that was Memory Extraction, obviously from Adam's Ascending. And all right, so next, oh, I really wanted to talk. This is interesting. Listening to Nick talk about this subject on multiple podcasts, that I've listened to is always even fascinating for me being someone who now knows Nick personally but having trying to find the balance of creativity amongst basic life stuff that goes on like not only family life work life everything in between but you've also got when you're working on a quite a large project like this there's going to be moments where you are just full of inspiration and you just feel so creative and you're just ready to just create so much amazing stuff. And then, you know, there's the days where, oh, I need uh, that. That arm is not actually moving. That's supposed to be moving. Or that, I think you've told me there was a door that didn't open properly. Ah. And you struggled <laughs> trying to get a door open for a long time. That is... I mean that is a creativity killer and yeah. that's but that's reality when you're coming up with stuff like it's very there's a lot of struggles that go on and a lot of ups and downs and I would I would like to know Nick if you have any thoughts on this how do you as a family man a full, someone with a full-time job moving all around the country and then in this small amount of hours that you have spare you're trying to create this pretty ambitious game i will say how do you manage to stay creative during all that you know it's crazy um you know listening to these tunes and you know i had a flashback as they're bringing all this stuff up of just listening to music i think listening to specific music sometimes whether it's video game music or movie music or music that I heard um, that really inspired me at certain points in my life, getting back into that kind of taps me into this like childhood memory that I've had of playing an experience, hearing that song of, of, of a certain you know track somewhere and, and kind of kicks that fire back in like oh okay that's that's why i'm doing this and that feeling i have this is what i want to give to people and this is what i want to feel again and and that that definitely gives you the fuel to keep going um but like i mentioned mm -hmm. previously too i think it really just comes down to how 
bad do you want to create this thing? And and not just the will of like, I got to make this, I got to finish it, I don't care what it takes, but really this thing that's part of your heart that you love. You have to love it. It's impossible. I, I've told my wife, it's like, it's impossible I could sit there and try to code. I think I could try, yeah, to fix this door for like two, three days straight while I have to like, I'm like, man, I need to be building this beautiful landscape and environment and be in this creative zone with music playing while I'm working on it. But I'm sitting here trying to make a door, you know, trigger as you, as the player walks through, why isn't this working? <laughs> you know, um, and, but when you have those moments, you have to be like, you know what? I love this too, even if I despise it at the moment it's part of that process and um just loving everything the ups and downs is what fuels you to keep um going forward i guess um but the music definitely helps i think tapping in the specific music kind of kindles the flame um it's like saying if i'm going for a workout man i throw on some rocky four soundtrack Man, I am Stallone. I am Rocky Balboa. Like, you can't... I'm running 55 miles an hour, and then in reality, I'm running, like, three. But, like, I'm, I'm going. I'm, I'm running. So, it's... Uh, yeah, the music gets you there from my side. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. The power the power of music. Like, saying that as a composer, yeah, man, I'm a little bit biased, but really, it's, it's <laughs> it true. The whole world is just obsessed with music and it really does it really has the ability to uh change change your emotions and stuff but yeah i i i've definitely experienced something can you hear those cockatoos there's like a bunch of cockatoos going past right now oh i heard it for a second yeah welcome to australia (laughs) (laughs) but i've um i've definitely learned working on this project which is which is definitely my uh biggest video game project that I've worked on and there were certainly moments where I was alright this is my designated time to work on Adam's Ascending and just hours of not feeling inspired about anything and just grinding and grinding and grinding Uh, not that Adam's Adam's Ascending wasn't inspiring but just that you know just the music wasn't coming and um I, re- I think I really learned over the last few years working on this project and other projects as well, but mostly this one. Um, just working hard at it and just keep going, keep going. You've got I've got something that sounds okay, and I just keep I just put it on the loop, keep working at it, making it better and better, and it just hits that point where it's like, all right, it's become <laughs> it's become something good now. I'm happy with this. I can work with this. And that was that was a real change in my uh, mindset because I've often I've often had a lot of freedom. I just make music for myself, basically. Mm. And so, if I'm making music for myself, if I'm not inspired, I just won't make music. Yeah. But when you're making music for someone else, you have to deliver. And I th- yeah, I think that's that's been a good growing thing for me. And on that note of uh, inspiration and songs that keep us inspired, you have chosen an excellent track coming up next. Would you like to introduce this for us? Um, Yeah, talk about flashbacks and memories of tracks that get you going. Um, This next track, ladies and gents, is uh, one called Warhead Storage. Um, It's a... KCE Japan sound team. I think I'm saying that right. And uh, 
Yeah, it's a great track from the game, the legendary game. I think, honestly, it is one of the best games in the world. Um, Metal Gear Solid. Um, And it's just a track that completely sends me back to that moment playing it. The atmosphere, I I could smell the metal in the uh, Warhead storage facility (laughs) when I hear this track. I, I, I feel the the you know the loneliness i feel the the exposure of being vulnerable to enemies here you can't use your weapons in this scene in the game and it just sends you back to just this place of inspiration for me um and it's a great tune it feels like it echoes it feels like you're in a warhead storage facility so yeah that's that's the jam awesome well let's give it a listen warhead storage from the classic PS1 game, Metal Gear Solid.
right, well, that was Warhead Storage from the absolutely classic game, Metal Gear Solid. And my Cheers. goodness, I think I share yeah, <laughs> I think I share all your feelings, Nick. That brings me back to just this a young kid just putting Metal Gear Solid the CD into the PlayStation, mm. just booting it up and I honestly I back then I felt when I was playing that game, this is this game is beyond a console. This is beyond a video game. This is just mm. like Limitations aside, this is just done absolutely perfectly. I could probably only say that for a few games, maybe a couple of Final Fantasy games might be on the same level, but yeah, Metal Gear Solid, my goodness, what an amazing game. An amazing soundtrack, simple, very effective. And, and you tell me when you were playing that, even that, that track, and then when you're playing the game, you were there. Like, that place is real. Like, all these elements that come together, you're like, this is real. This is not, you know, this existed somewhere in some plane. We're just playing it. And then, yeah, I, yeah tears. I'm talking to people on my little, what's it called? The codec. Yeah, the codec. <laughs> I'm talking to weird people on the codec. The story's going. Absolutely insane. Scientists um, peeing in their pants. Come on, man. You can't get any better than that, dude. A, a cyborg ninja pops out like, what the heck am I playing here, man? You know, it just doesn't stop. It just ramps forever. Oh, yeah. so good. Amazing. Uh, let me just ask you really quickly. Um, are there any... I haven't actually played many other Metal Gear Solid games. I think I played the next one after that um, on PS2 only recently but are there any other Metal Gear Solid games that you would say are on par with the PS1 Metal Gear Solid game I would say the only section that's on par would be the tanker level in Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty uh, I believe it was called. It's been so long. Um, where you play a snake on the tanker, and it gave you that same. And maybe because we we're coming from Metal Gear Solid, and you're like, oh, this is an updated version on PS2. Like everything's look, there's his hair's flowing, and the bandana's swinging in the rain, you know, and <laughs> or swaying in the rain. But that tanker section, if you've ever played it, I would say it's totally worth. If you got a PS2, like find find it play it or play it on PC and I think you put play it on PC but that tanker section is definitely Metal Gear Solid vibes and the music's great too it's got its own tanker ship vibes you know feels like you're in the ocean feels like you're in a tank tanker um, and yeah I would say that would be close uh, yeah there, you know Snake Eater is a uh, or was that Metal Gear Solid 3 yeah that's uh, uh, pretty fantastic as well so that's another one up there yeah okay yeah no I haven't really I mean I just love the first one so much I did play the second one I, I did play that um, the uh, ship tanker submarine whatever it is that, that section but yeah I don't know these days I don't have a lot of time to just play massively long games but same. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I would like to show you, I would like to show you a song that really um this this was my you know, this is my Rocky song, basically. Yeah. This is my <laughs> Eye of the Tiger. 
that hyped me up um, even before I was, you know, officially working with you on Adam's Ascending. There, you know, there was a period where it was just kind of like a possibility. In my mind, I was like, I'm keen for Adam's Ascending, and I would play this song, and not only would it just hype me up for life in general, but it would hype me up for making. Uh, I don't want to say an amazing soundtrack, but at least attempting to make an amazing <laughs> soundtrack. So this song it is amazing. Is, <laughs> thank you. We're not biased at all. But um, <laughs> this is a this is another Final Fantasy 13 track, Masashi Maozu, one of my absolute favorites. Another fairly simple song. I, I don't know if it's the, the similar genre as the Warhead Storage, but it's pretty light on melody but all about the just the atmosphere and the suspense and all that kind of stuff so i'd love you to hear this next song this is those for the purge from final fantasy 13 by masashi hamazu enjoy
Alright, well, ladies and gentlemen, that was Those for the Purge from Final Fantasy XIII uh, by Masashi Himalzu, who you all know is one of my absolute favorite composers of all time. And, you know, another simple track, but my goodness, surely it doesn't work for everyone, but at least for me, that song, every time I hear it, it's just just hits me right in the feels and I'm real <laughs> pumped to make something creative and futuristic I love it yeah that, what did you that, think what did you think Nick <laughs> that track is like if, if you didn't feel it after I say this go back and listen to it after I just said what I'm about to say that it feels like a sunflower a beautiful sunflower out in the sun but if you cut the sunflower and open it you would see burning hot flames of lava and like just pure passion and fire coming out of the sunflower it's just like outside it feels so calm and beautiful and peaceful like clouds but inside it's it's fire so it's um and underneath it you could feel it rumbling like an angry quiet person or something you know it's 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 there uh in a great way uh, yeah that was a great a fantastic track i love music i love it it's great yeah masashi Yamazu, i absolutely love everything he does he and i was i was listening to um final fantasy 13 a lot probably when we started doing this project together so that's awesome that is awesome yeah. I'm happy there was something that inspired you that inspired you again to make something else but it's that's the most beautiful thing that's the what we need to always do in life that's it alright so Nick up next we have your choice Ascending Through Blizzard again from our soundtrack to Adam's Ascending so let's let's give this a listen and then we can come back and talk about your choice alright everyone enjoy that track has an amazing anticipation to it like you're about to you're walking towards these massive doors that are 100 feet tall and you're about to push them open to like a bright sun and and it's a simple track but i think it's very powerful and the other thing i really love about it is that i know over time it could go to 
a million directions. I know there's so many times I, I, I tell Volt, I send them little audio clips like, hey, there's that version, but let's do something like this. And I start beatboxing with my, you know, with my mouth. <laughs> uh, but that that's a track that could totally go that way. <laughs> If you ever double cross me, I've got all them um, <laughs> saved up. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, instead of going boom, 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 be like boom, 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 boom. And it's just like, it's fantastic. I started just getting into it, man. So yeah, that's a track that could be morphed in multiple ways. And I love it. It's, it has legs, um, but that's why I love it. Short, simple, and powerful. Awesome. Well, that is actually a very, very good segue into our next picks that I've actually uh, picked out for today's episode. I really want to talk about our live action trailer that we did together because that the game is one thing, but for me, doing trailers is a whole different game, you know. It's it's basically composing for film, really. And this this was special for me because this was... I think this was the first official thing we really did together. So mm. we we agreed we we're going to work together on the game, but you said, oh, we need to get this trailer done. So that, that this was the first thing we actually did together. And a lot of the work that I did on the trailers actually kind of, I don't know if the right way to say it is, it, it informs the music of the game, if you know what I mean. I, yeah. I come back to the trailers, I take a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and hopefully, you know, it all kind of gels together. But what I want to do, I want to play the uh, the official live action trailer track that we ended up using and talk about that. And then I want to play the original unused version that you originally rejected <laughs> and, why, and wisely so as well. I, I actually, I prefer the rejected version myself, but... I know that the the version we ended up with was the right choice for for the trailer. So I would love to uh, play right now the live action trailer official version, and we'll be back soon.
Yeah, so that was the live action trailer, the official version that we ended up using. And that was, my goodness, that was a fantastic experience for me. Um, I was I was honestly so impressed with um, the work that Nick and the uh, filmographer, photographer, I don't know what you'd call him, Jazz. jazz. Yeah, the the way they created quite a cinematic um, short little trailer on a shoestring budget was pretty yeah. pretty was pretty amazing and that for me that was a that was a great experience and it was a great way to kick off this whole project together absolutely yeah I, I think you did an amazing job you know I, I know we were on a t- strict timeline um, the big thing with this trailer is that we had an opportunity to uh, get it part of kind of funny game showcase which is part of kind of funny games if you don't know look them up pretty great group of uh, individuals greg miller tim gettys a bunch of other people that came from ign um started their own company and had their own little indie showcase and i think it was the first showcase and um fortunately we had an opportunity to get this track in there with this live action trailer that was all full of trailers that had gameplay <laughs> and we were the only live action trailer with this amazing soundtrack and um you know it was just fantastic to be able to f- see people in comments give some great feedback and and how death stranding and no man's sky and sci-fi vibes were all molded into this audio of this track um, and people could feel it and see it. And it kind of helped us develop what Adam's Ascending was going to be, you know, and, and, mm. uh, and, you know, things to me like that with live action are always, or just trailers in general. Sometimes people want to plan a bunch of story and figure things out with game development not to get into the weeds here, but I come from a film background. So game development and film industry are very different because game industry and game development, sometimes the story and ideas of what things are need to be evolve as time goes on. So being able to say, Hey, we're doing a live action trailer. We don't know everything about the game. We know he's on an Island. We know he's, he's there to find this mystery. Um, what that mystery is we're all on this together you know and uh and to to be able to put that together with the music helped direct the vibes you know watching that trailer over and over again being like yeah that's what adam's ascending should be here and there and and then i think you were mentioning it helped us give us a musical language of what adam's ascending is about and um helped guide the way so it, it was phenomenal Alright, so there was a few, there was probably a few tracks that I, I sent to Nick um, over the course of this whole project that he, you know, I, I probably thought they were pretty good and then he came back with some pretty uh, simple advice. I mean, you never came across this, oh, what you did was bad. You were very productive about it and you're like, this is what we're trying to achieve, so we need to move further into this direction. And so... On that note, I would love to play the first, uh, the original score. It's not really a completed score because I, I think I gave you a draft version and, and this is pretty close to the draft version. So this is the first score I gave you for the live action trailer. And I, I, I actually really like it. But once I got your feedback 
it made a hundred percent sense uh, it was it just it was not trailer it was not trailer music <laughs> and i learned very quickly after working with you on that first trailer that trailers throw everything out the window trailers need to be trailers and trailers need to hit hard and need the to be pretty valleys. bombastic yeah, you've you've got to, you've only got one or two minutes to hype up the audience um, about your game or movie or product, whatever it is. And I didn't do that with this first version, but I would like to play it anyway. And Nick, but- I hope this is a nice little. Uh, return down memory lane. Yeah, and I, I definitely will say I think there are little hints in here that helped influence the actual live action trailer we uh, track we used um, because I remember hearing things in there. I was like, yes, yes. Uh, a little bit. Oh, yes. There. That, I like that. And and that's that's how you, you birthed something. So I loved it. Alright, good fun. Let's listen to uh, live action trailer The Unused Score.
So that was the live action trailer, the original version that we didn't actually use. And you can hear it's uh, it's a lot more subtle. I don't know. I like the original one. I was, you know, as every artist, as every artist is when someone says, that's not what I'm after. There's a moment of your heart shattering into a million pieces. <laughs> but um, very quickly, it, it made 100% sense to me. And we we did the new version and it was just so much more appropriate. So, yeah, that was that was a fun little project. That was a two-minute two minute short film, basically. That's yeah. what it was. And, like, needed to be done in, like, a week and a half, I think, or something. <laughs> so that, that was part of the fun, you know, editing and being like, no, change this, change that. So thank you for the sacrifice. Appreciate it. Oh, I miss the live action. Uh, live action is just amazing, you know. Just seeing your face and just composing those notes that just kind of <laughs> express what's on your face. That's, that's what I live for, man. I live for that. All I can say is more, more, more to come, my friend. Let's go. <laughs> cool. Well, um, Nick, it's well into <laughs> the next day for you now <laughs> since we started recording. Um, thank you so much for taking time out um, from your uh, sleep time, basically, really. <laughs> like, um, It's been great to catch up and go through some of this stuff with you. I would like to know, obviously, Adam's Ascending is now available as an early access game. So if you would love to support further development of Adam's Ascending, certainly go on to Steam and purchase the game. You'll help uh, Nick to basically fix up a lot of stuff that is on the list that needs to be... No, it's just the truth. It's not finished and uh, positive. Some positive reviews help, some negative help. It's all great feedback and and, you know, what you're experiencing is one individual making a game uh, and I hope it at least inspires you if you play it to say well, I could go do what I want to do too. Um, and that's the whole point of making the game, honestly, you know um, is to say, hey, I've had this idea I'm going to go make it. And I've been honored to have Volts and other individuals to jump on that rainbow journey that we've had of going up into the clouds and over the stars and back down and back up again. So it's been, uh, it's been great. So if you'd like, please go check it out. And sales are always dropping, you know, so beware. Sales are coming here <laughs> and there and things are fun, but all support is great support. So I thank you. I think we need to wrap things up now. We've been going pretty long and I'm sure you would love to get to sleep, but are there any is is there anything you'd like to say just before we finish regarding future projects that we should be aware of or did we miss anything during this episode? Um, future projects, yes, there's some amazing. I know I've worked on Adam Sending for many years, and right now it's an early access, but I'm I'm always brewing ideas. So, um, yeah, there are a lot of future projects that are inbound that are or one future project that's inbound that's starting to build up, and um, you can learn more about it on my Instagram at Nick underscore DePaulo or Twitter at DePaulo D E P A L O. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be. Something special, you know, and, and finishing this off with live action is is a perfect clue of what um, we're trying to do next with games and, you know, live experiences and kind of uh, bring those together, not the way you expect it. And um, 
that's a little hint. That's all I'll say. But it's going to be a fun ride. And and also, Volts, remember, there is – I don't think you've had anybody – I could officially say I should be on the Guinness World Record that I've been on a podcast for two days. So no one <laughs> in the world could say that or maybe previous hosts, uh, previous uh, people attending. So I got, I got a special spot here, you know, two days straight on podcast. So come on. Nobody's got that. Yeah. Let's go. Dad, dad life, eh? <laughs> dad life. Let's do it. Um, but yeah. All right. Well, look, I appreciate you coming on so much and obviously appreciate uh, working with you as well because uh, definitely you're an inspirational person and I know that's what you set out to do. That's one of your aims to inspire people and you definitely do it, man. You inspire me for sure. Hey, man, that's what and, it's worth. Thank you. Yeah. And speaking of inspiration, we have coming up next your your final track that you've chosen that inspires you when either working on Adam Descending or, you know, maybe doing your workouts or whatever. This is this is a classic Hans Zimmer song. So would you like to introduce this next track? Yeah, so um, you know, over the years of working on Adam's Ascending, you know, or just even building up to it, inspired, obviously, as uh, Volt said, by a lot of things. So, but one thing's um, been consistent, and that's that space vibe. That's that, you know, going into the unknown. So, um, one track has been super inspirational is First Step, I believe it's called. Um, mark me if I'm wrong, sorry. But yeah, that's one that's definitely been inspiring. I've had people come up to me actually recently and send me uh this track saying hey this track reminds me a lot of adam sending so which is pretty funny um but yeah this is a great track by hans in there so check it out awesome so that's from the amazing film interstellar which is you know it's a little bit of a mind bender that one um i love the scene at the end I love it. Yeah. I hate it. I love it. I hate it. <laughs> but that is a yeah, fantastic film, fantastic soundtrack. Hans Zimmer, absolute classic. Um, we're going to end on this, but Nick, thank you so much for coming on the show for this uh, first season two episode. Thank you so much for having me be part of your projects and your vision and all that kind of stuff. No. Looking forward to the future, my friend. Um, Thank you for staying up so late. It's only, it's only 8.30 here, but, you know, yeah, you're into the next day. Thank you for having me. It's seriously a pleasure and honor. Awesome. So we're going to finish with first step, but, my friends, there's always a second, third, fourth step, <laughs> which will come after this song. So, all right. Thanks, Nick. See you later. Ciao, ciao.